0: Hello, everyone. It is your buddy and your pal, Ouch, back again with this week's retro wrestling review. Uh, I do feel as though I should give a little bit of background about me and how I became a fan. Um, I started watching wrestling. Around October 1996, things were picking up for the business. WCW, about the midst, the beginnings near still of the NWO. I don't know if they were that cool where they would sell tons of merch yet or not, but that's when it started. Uh, Started with WCW, things went on through then. Uh, 1998, switched to... Uh, WWF, I have to assume it was because of the Mike Tyson angle, because I cannot remember anything being interesting to me that before then, but I'm pretty sure it was the Tyson angle, and then once Stone Cold Steve Austin won, that was pretty much the absolute beginning of everything, so. And then it kind of went through, you know, Attitude Era from there, went on. I know there was a small break where I didn't watch mostly because... It was that six-man Hell in a Cell that WWF did, where Rikishi fell into the uh, truck of wood chips or whatever the hell it was, and I don't have, I have no recollection of it, and I don't have any story to it. Like I, I that becomes the match, the clip where they just show it over and over again, but I don't have any context for it. So and th- I know, and then I know it came back because I remember the draft, the. Raw Draft, Brock Lesnar, I know, when he debuted and all that kind of stuff. And maybe a little bit with The Invasion. I think there was some, I, it was around that time too for me. So there was just that small break in 2000 where I didn't watch and then it came back up. I thought that would be more interesting, but I guess not. So that'll, that'll show me from doing an opening segment. Uh, anyway, today, this time, this sh- week's show, looking at ECW... Hardcore Heaven, 1999. May 15th, as a matter of fact. Uh, New York. uh, Wild crowd, as always, for ECW. Although, terrible house mic, as always, for ECW. Uh, Chris Candido and Tammy Stitch interrupts Joey Styles' opener. I wish I knew why, but that house mic has enough echo to not be able to tell the difference. Uh, Dudley Boy's out there acting as the insurance policy for Candido. Candido calls Taz out. Taz comes out. Pretty much takes out the Dudleys immediately. Uh, your main event becomes the opener. Taz versus Chris Candido for the ECW title. Uh, here's the match German Tazplex, Head and Arm Tazplex, T Bone Tazplex, Taz Mission. Chris Candido taps out. Taz wins. Uh, 3D by the Dudley Boys floors Taz. Uh, sign Guy Dudley has a sign Yoda fears 3D. More clever than anything else, but. I give it credit. Uh, Cyrus the Virus joins the commentary team. Uh, that character needs a little bit of explaining. Cyrus the Virus in ECW, you probably saw him on WWF as the Jackal. He, he was. Uh, how do you explain that? He was the, uh, the character. He kind of started acting like how the corporate wrestling would talk. He would use insider terms, he would talk about production meetings. It was stuff like that. It, I don't know if it ever really caught on until he became the representative for the network. That's when he really got over as a heel, but he this is a little bit before that. Uh, cannot hear anything on commentary. It is just, everything is at the same level, and it's not that great. Uh, the Dudley Boys, still out. Uh, promo, quotes, uh, hacked up Sandman. I get it. Uh... Perry Saturn's now wearing a dress. Uh, Saturn left a couple years beforehand, so I might not give Bubba Ray credit for that one. Uh, Long promo short open challenge, basically. Bald Mahoney comes out. uh, A two-on-one match starts, at least. Balls immediately screws up, slips off the top rope. Crowd lets him hear it. Little Spike Dudley out through the crowd. Uh, Acid drop on Nutcracker sweet Double finishers, uh, two count only. So you know who's winning the match already. Uh, Balls Mahoney and Dudleys are now tossing Spike between them. Dudley boys get tired of it, toss him overhead. He gets chucked outside, right beyond the mats onto concrete floor. That had to suck. Uh, Dudley boys take control. Uh, table count starts at one. Bubba bomb on Spike in the ring. Uh, Cyrus Cyrus with a croat. I think a spot just opened on our roster. Let's face it, they would take anybody. There is no open spots. The whole roster is an open spot. Uh, The 3D on Spike, but then some unprotected chair shots from Balls. That's insane you would take a chair shot like that. Uh, Chair shot from Joel Gertner, uh, best described as dinky. Joel Gertner was not being the usual self. Like, usually he sometimes has full of energy and he's full motion. Uh, I wondered what was up. He wasn't quite doing that. Uh, Balls turns around. Gertner starts throwing lit matches at Balls, which was very funny. And then Balls does the real fire spitting at jo- Joel Gartner, which is very insane. Now I understand why Gertner was not all good mood. Excuse me, uh, 3D on Balls and the Dudley's over, and then finally the pay-per-view opening sequence. I am already at a half page and a half of notes. Excuse me. Okay. Real opening match, Super Crazy versus Taka Michinoku. This was a excellent cruiserweight match. Very fast-paced. Not a lot of high-flying. Both guys probably got a dive to the outside. But both got their finishers in, the Michinoku driver and those triple moon salts uh, Super Crazy over with the cross-arm powerbomb, where, you know, you cross your guys' power- up arms and then powerbomb them. Duh. Both criminally underrated and never quite got their fair share. Both were on WWE, but it's not like they became stars because of it. Uh, Backstage, Dudley's wondering what's wrong with Gertner. I'm assuming the smell of bacon should have had something to do with that, but I digress. Uh, Gertner apparently has a hit list. Uh, The first name is Nova. It is storming here, and I just saw lightning. Uh, They find Nova, they start attacking him. Now that's production values. Uh, Bubba with a quote, I don't know what it's for, but you're asking for it while on the beatdown. I already found it strange that there were, you know, backstage segments during ECW. I, they were not really known for that, but I guess we're in for it. Uh, Little Guido with Big Sal Graziano going up against Yoshihiro Tajiri, pre-Black Lightning Pants. And there are possibly some new post-production commentary done, because all of a sudden, you know, Cyrus and Joey fade back in. It's very strange going on. A uh, bit of a slower pace in the opening match. They were trying to do like a very early shooting shoot style. Except the thing was, you know, little Guido is in Tajiri's guard, but instead of punching him, he's just slapping him. It was very strange. Uh, they there was some chemistry between the two, although it was very early in their ECW tenures, so they didn't have that. Cloak of Overness to protect them. I think that was one of the items Harry Potter was after. I'm not sure. The Cloak of Overness. Uh, Tajiri over with the spinning heel kick into a brain buster combo. Decent match. Uh, backstage. Uh, Deadlies now go after Rod Price. There was a great comically timed chair shot, which I always enjoy. Uh, Lance Storm versus Tommy Dreamer. There's weapons already around the ring. Uh, hitting someone with a water bottle. Comical effect, but not the best damage. Uh, this one I kind of question. It is a little bizarre to have Lance Storm, one of the better technical rec- wrestlers in the later half of the Attitude Era, to be in a uh, ECW-style match. I have written down garbage match, but I'm being nice. Because, you know, Lance Storm was about, okay, let's make it look good. He didn't necessarily go super stiff, because I don't think that's the point. And if you don't believe me, Watch Barely Legal 97 and his chair shot against Rob Van Dam, which everyone knew was bullcrap. Uh, crowd popping at seemingly random points, but uh, as it turns out, mostly for up-shirt scots of Francine and Don Marie. Uh, and the rain begins. Uh, table count goes up to two. Back body drop onto Lance Storm to the outside through a table. Not not a terrible spot. Uh, stunner by Tommy Dreamer with a steel chair underneath. Points for that, haven't seen that before. Uh, Table count number three. uh, Dreamer with the death of Ali Spicoli driver through a table. Uh, Cyrus comes out for some reason. There's a Bronco Buster by Francine on Cyrus for some reason. And then he kind of disappears. Lance Storm puts a garbage can on Tommy Dreamer, does his top rope spin kick, and Storm over. This was your standard ECW match. It was very solid enough, but Lance Storm. I don't know if it was good, the big rivalry finale for this one, but decent enough match. And then I noticed there are some weird production issues with this. Joey Styles will slightly mispronounce a word or get something wrong, stop, and then retry the sentence again. I don't know if this was recent or when they were trying to do it during that time period, but they kind of left in all the mistakes. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, Dudley Boy's in the back, and now they go after Jack Jack Victory. See, if I was Joey Styles, I would have had to restart that, but I don't care about those that much. Going after Jack Victory, now for $5,000. I think there's a weird plot hole. If they already have the money, why are they still doing the job of attacking people? And then I realize, oh yeah, pro wrestling, they're bad guys. Uh... Taz promo from the back even weirder setup, just a nameless hand is holding a mic while Taz is sitting and cutting the promo, which is bizarre because you can hear the deadlies perfectly in their segments. Uh, television championship Jerry Lynn versus Rob Van Dam. this became the great go-to match for ECW. Every single match there was a little bit of evolution and innovation in it, and I'm pretty sure this is the first match of the big series. And talk about being over Rob Van Dam. Crazy popular with the fans. Never a great promo cutter, but certainly charismatic as all heck. Uh, Rob Van Dam busted open the hard way early on from a back elbow. <laughs> that was not great. Uh, Jerry Lynn crotched on the top rope. Kicked outside by Rob Van Dam, gets hung up in the ropes, lands on his face. Knocked him out silly. It was a little brutal. Uh, Table count number four, RVD backdrops Lynn onto the timekeeper's table. Table doesn't break, but I'm going to give it credit. Uh, Table count five, Sunset powerbomb through a table by Lynn onto Rob Van Dam. Uh, Both are on the top rope. They're trying to set something up. They both slip off another screw up from the top rope crowd lets him hear it uh then the usual van daminator and the five star frog splash rvd over very good match like this is pretty much made the careers for both of those guys in ecw at least uh another Dudley boys in the back big dick dudley finds chetty chris chetty taz's cousin devon throws one punch and supposedly breaks his hand good job tough guy Uh, they beat on Chetty a little bit more, and Big Dick Dudley growls more than anything. Uh, Justin Incredible vs. Mystery Opponent. It was supposed to be, I believe, Shane Douglas, but he probably got tired of ECW or whatever the hell. Uh, Judge Jeff Jones out. Introduces Sid. This is weird, but I'll go over what I think is weird about it in a moment. Uh, that's the end of that in page of notes. Uh, Powerbomb onto Jason... Chokeslam on Just Incredible. Landstorm comes out for interference. Gets a choke slam for his efforts. Uh, Powder in the eye takes out the big guy. Beat down by the impact players. Uh, Sabu out. Hits everyone with a chair. Uh, table spot number six. Air Sabu on Sid. But Just Incredible and Landstorm escape. Table spot seven. Air Sabu on some security schmuck more than anything. Uh, Sid back up. Double powerbomb on Jeff Jones. Over as heck. It is really weird to see, because, you know, as far as I knew, Sid was basically a complete WWF creation. And yet, here he is in ECW, being hailed as pretty much a hero and a warrior. Uh, As for an explanation online, uh, Johnny Capcom says this, Sid actually gained his first notoriety in Memphis, or WCW, where he was managed by Paul Heyman. I believe he was also at the center of some kind of contract dispute at the time, which was all over the sheets and made him out to be the victim. This, coupled with smart booking, made him a face to the ECW faithful, though his history with Heyman alone would have done the trick. Uh, I guess that's okay. I'll let it slide. I would like a little bit more, but what are you going to do? Uh, main event, Taz versus Bubba Ray Dudley. Bubba Ray out, cutting a promo about everything that's happened tonight. Crowd actually finally starts to seem tired, but if you're just yelling for, you know, two hours, hell, I'll give you credit. Taz out. Taz comes out, makes an FTW rules, which is falls count everywhere. Uh, brawl into the crowd, which is extremely overrated. Uh... Taz busted open in the crowd makes it a catch-hepatitis-anywhere-in-the-building match. Uh, Devon interference not really showing worse for wear. Where. Uh, table spot 8. Taz and Bubba Ray throw the referee through a table. Points for that. Uh, t- and Taz's bleeding just doesn't stop. It is a mess. Uh, table spot number 9. T-bone Taz plex onto Bubba Ray through a corner table. Uh, Taz mission on Bubba Ray. Bubba Ray taps out. Taz over, and that's the show. Uh, I mean, this was a very good pay per view, in ring wise. Uh, best match of the night, definitely Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn. That was amazing because it was just a great flow to everything. Uh, worst match of the night, probably ECW versus Technical Difficulties. More than anything. But if you're good at making up your own commentary, then you should definitely give Hardcore Heaven ninety nine a watch. Uh, next episode, I believe it is the uh, WWF's turn, so we will see from that. Uh, thank you for listening. If you can deal with this, uh, I am on the Twitter at just ouch capital J U S T capital A E W C H. Uh, thank you for listening. I kind of had fun making it. Hear from you next time. See you then. Bye-bye now.